This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Caps and Rangers, part two tonight. Craig Lachlan joins the show and TJ Oshie announcing his father passes away. Today is Wednesday, May 5th. Good morning, everybody. Here on Caps this morning, here on Caps Radio 24-7. There's a lot to get to today. The chase for a division title with four games to go. Tom Wilson, again, the subject of social media outrage. His fine for roughing up Pavel Busnevich. Alex Ovechkin's health status and the passing of TJ Oshie's dad, a friend and known to so many in this organization. And with Ben Raby on assignment today, we are happy to welcome to the show to talk about all of it. My man, Craig Lachlan from NBC Sports Washington. Good morning, sir, and welcome to Caps this morning. Good morning, buddy. I've had a couple of coffees. I'm set to go. I can't believe I'm taking over for Ben Raby. Wow, what an honor. You know, I hope you can fill his shoes. (laughs) No, I don't know about that. Let's wait on that decision. (laughs) Hey, how about that game Monday night? A little bit of everything. Playing short, no Kuznetsov. Oshie, Samsonov, Ovechkin gone after 39 seconds. I thought it was perhaps the most impressive victory of the season for the Capitals on Monday night. And Johnny, what can happen with that type of win? It can really bring the team even that much closer together. I thought everybody played as a team. They played their heart out and they ended up winning that game and they've had no success at MSG. So that was a huge two points to make sure they continue their run to try to get first place. And don't let players say that that's not important. It's very important to get first place in the East, to get home ice, to do all the things you've worked all season for. And to a man, that was a very gutsy performance. I said it on the air and I'll say it again. I mean, that brings teams together I'm sure in the locker room there was a lot of bumps bruises but a lot of excitement and energy after that win by the Caps all right so your take on the Tom Wilson roughing call Tuesday night punched in the scrum tossing Artemi Panarin around he got fined yesterday five thousand dollars the most allowed the NHL Department of Player Safety many clamoring for more than that some completely outrageous more than that, depending on which media person you ask. Your take, first of all, on on the hit itself and some of the stuff surrounding it here in the last 24, 48 hours. Well, John, I would say that they probably got it right. I think it was a shot that was probably not in his best interest, especially with Bushnevich on the ice and him giving a shot to the back of his head and lifting him up. So to me, that puts him in a tough situation just with that. The stuff that happened after that, that the people seem to be more enamored about is what happens in a scrum. And if I'm Panarin, when I played, for example, if Ben Wilson was on the ice in Philadelphia, I wouldn't grab that guy. Why would you want to put yourself in that position to be thrown around on the ice. It's just a bad decision on his part. Was the decision made because Bushnevich tried to poke the left pad of Vitek Vanacek? Yes. And that is what usually happened back in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, we've changed the style in the NHL. So all of a sudden we see a lot of these things happening. And I say the hit or the punch, definitely deserving a look by the DOPS department, and they got it right. I don't think it was deemed a suspension, and that is the right call. A fine in my book is fine, John, but the people 
so worried about saying he should be in jail, say he should be banned from hockey. They're out of their mind. They've never been in a scrum on the ice. I have, and I'll tell you what, guys in scrums are chatty. They're yelling. I remember being yelled, we're going to kill you. We're going to poke your eye out. We're going <laughs> to take a body part off. It happens in those situations. So bad choice by Panarin. Jump it in on Tom Wilson. And to me, that deserves nothing other than the minor penalties he got. But definitely, John, a punch to Bushnevich was deserving of at least a look. That's my take on it. The outrage that usually follows seems to be fueled by media types, which filter down to fans and whether it be in New York. I mean, Larry Brooks was totally out of line with that Correct. line in the New York Post. So anybody that might have seen that, uh, you, you get the flames fan by folks who are at the rink but are covering opposing teams. I mean, look, let's be honest here. Tom Wilson has definitely brought some of this on himself with some of the hits in the past. He has not been a choir boy and an angel, and that is what got the attention in the first place. But the media outrage, the social media outrage that surrounds it is seemingly 10, 20 times more now than the actual infraction itself. I call it a circus. It's a circus high wire act that happens after everything that Tom Wilson does. And it's throughout our sport now. I mean, we can't, everything's about social media. Everything's about opinion. And I understand opinions and I understand where they come from. People want to be heard and that's fine, but everybody should have the right to their own opinion. And if that's the opinion of someone, I listen to it. If they don't like me, which I'm sure they don't, then if I called it the way I did, that's what I see. I see that, yeah, the one hit is bad and that he should be, you know, minding his P's and Q's in that situation in Tom Wilson. But he is not a choir boy, as you mentioned, John. And I bet you if New York had him in the lineup, what a totally different scenario we would have here if he was with the Rangers doing something to the Caps. It's just all about fan support and their love for teams in the National Hockey League. Alex Ovechkin, as we switch gears here, 39 seconds and done the other night. Peter Laviolette saying after the game on Tuesday and reiterating at the media scrum yesterday that it doesn't sound like that he's going to be in for the final game against the Rangers locker. I wonder if we're going to see him now the rest of the regular season. And if we don't, the Caps are already in the postseason. But in all the time that Alex Ovechkin, in more than a decade and a half in D.C., he's never missed more than six games in a row. This is something that is all but unprecedented. But as far as that's concerned, uh, we've never seen this before. And it's a little jarring to see that he is, in fact, a little bit human after all. And it obviously, Johnny, must be a little nagging for him. And to me, I've been through these lower body injuries where you tweak it and it's hard to get through it because every time you take a stride, there's going to be a tweak. There's going to be a slight hurt and a, some slight pain. And for the machine that Alex Ovechkin is, to me, it's better served to be totally 100%. And maybe he was and then tweaked whatever the problem is, the lower body. He's got to be able to skate at 100% with a full stride to come back in the lineup. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out, Johnny, to be honest with you. I would not think he plays against the Rangers. I'm not sure he'll play back-to-back -back on Friday and Saturday against the Flyers. Let's get him healthy because this can be a nagging situation for the grade eight, and we don't need anything nagging 
because the Caps want a long run in the playoffs, and he's going to be an important part of that. You're making me cry really now. My dad's here in the crowd. Uh, he is uh, he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't remember a lot of stuff, but you bet your ass he's going to remember this one. That clip, Scott Oak from Rogers Sportsnet, June 7th, 2018, interviewing TJ Oshie on the ice in Las Vegas and the emotion in his voice. Greg, I thought it at the time when I heard it because we had all known about Tim Oshie and early onset Alzheimer's, and he had been around the organization on dad's trips. We all knew him very well. The tremendously sad news from TJ yesterday, his father, Tim, affectionately known to TJ and those around him as Coach Osh passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's disease. Locker, that moment in 2018, they met on the ice. They held the Stanley Cup over their heads. It choked me up then. It chokes me up now. Every hockey dad felt that moment, and I'm so glad that TJ had that moment with Coach Osh. Absolutely. I mean, he was iconic when you think of the players that have played here and the trips that we've been on, the dad's trips. He was always the one guy that, you know, people just gravitated to coach. And to me, it's definitely a sad day. Our condolences to the Oshi family and to TJ and everybody that knows the coach because he was iconic. He, he is and was, in TJ's eyes, just everything. And you could see that in that day, Johnny, back in 2018. That was a special moment. Might be, you know, we think passing the cup from Ovi to Backstrom was special. I think having TJ and his dad to be able to celebrate that moment uh, was something that will live on forever. And I agree with you. Definitely tears to my eyes then. Tears to my eyes when I heard the news about Coach passing away it, it, it just it, it just it's just hard to fathom and for tj uh we're behind you let's get through this all together and come out the other side and be grateful that the coach we had the chance to meet a guy and a gentleman and a wonderful person like him we were fortunate johnny yeah, very well said, Locke. Uh, moving back to a little bit of the hockey here as the Rangers, the opponent tonight. We've asked everyone else that we've had on Locker, so now we ask you this question. Ilya Samsonov, Vitek Vanacek. Here we are, four games to go. Neither has really emerged as the front runner to start a potential game one of the playoffs. Alan May says, there's lots of time. An ounce of the morning of game one. He's good. Ben Raby and I say, like to see you get a few reps and being the guy down the stretch of which now it's a very short runway. It's only four games to go. What's your take here? Vitek Vanacek will start game one. That's my take on it. I think, I think his body of work, Johnny, for what he was able to pull off after all the things that happened, AKA Lundquist problem, all those type of things. I just think his body of work is greater than Ilya Samsonov. Will he start game one? I think Vitek will. I think uh, game two is up in the air. Let's let's face it. I think this could be a tandem in the playoffs, but I'm hoping Vitek grabs it. I think Vitek overall deserves to start in the playoffs because he wasn't supposed to be the number one guy this year. He turns into, in my book, being the number one guy. So if I'm the coach, I start Vitek, no question about it. And I would play him three of the four games coming up to see him get his groove going, to get his confidence, to get the team confidence with his play. And I think that's how it's all going to shake out. Again, that's my opinion, Johnny. We're all 
allowed our opinion, right? Well, that's mine. That is, uh, I, we have you down on the chart here. We're taking a little hash marks here and say Locker is in Team VTech yes. for the playoffs. Uh, we'll certainly see how that plays out. To win a cup lock, you've got to have guys having career years, and Nick Dowd is having one both offensively and defensively. I feel like Brian McClellan has shown a knack for getting guys who have washed out elsewhere come here and produce. And Nick Dowd might be one of his biggest gets yet. And that whole fourth line this year has been awfully good. Hathaway had the goal the other night. But the way that Nick Dowd has played this year, I love his season. One of my favorite stories of this whole season. I think he, you know, sort of embodies what the Capitals game plan is all about. And he fits perfectly into what Laviolette wanted to bring to this team about being hard on the puck, taking the first three strides if you get it, taking three strides if you don't have the puck, setting yourself up for the advantage over the opposition, spending more time in the offensive zone, working the dasher boards or in the dasher plate at the bottom. And, And all those things to me, he is a perfect guy. And when you say that, you know, we always talk about the best lines in hockey and everyone talks about the Islanders and the Sezikis line being the so-called identity. Well, I can parlay that into the Dowd, Haglin, and Hathaway line are the Caps identity line. Case in point, game on the line in New York on Monday night. Who scores the big goal at the end of the period? It was Hathaway. And it was through hard work. And to me, that embodies what the team has to do to be successful. But Dowder, career high in goals, getting a ton of ice time, getting a lot of confidence from the coach. It bodes well for the Caps. If they can roll out three lines and four lines now in the playoffs, they are going to be a real tough out against anybody. And Dowd definitely, to me in my books, has proven to everybody that if you work hard, you can have great success. And this is a wonderful story here in Washington. So finally, Craig, this game tonight, after all the fireworks we had in game one of the series, the Rangers now mathematically eliminated. They were realistically eliminated when they met two days ago. What are you looking for in this one tonight? Um, I think it's going to be physical, Johnny. I, I think the Rangers are unhappy. Is Ogie Oglethorpe available? I'm not sure he is, but, you know, back in the day, that's usually how things were evened out, right? You'd play a game against Philly back in the day, and I remember it like it was yesterday because I was worried about getting out of Philadelphia with all my limbs and body parts, but the same held true at MSG, that all of a sudden you'd see these guys with these big name plates that you've never heard of before. And all you had to do is look down the list of penalty minutes and you'd say, "Uh uh-oh, I know what type of game this is going to be, but I don't think that's going to be the case in New York. I think the Rangers are disappointed they're out. I think David Quinn said it best at the end of the game that we had some ups, we had some downs, but we didn't get it done. We had good moments, but not enough. I think there's still a challenge, Johnny. I think they're going to have a little burr going and and try to beat the Caps because that will make their season even sweeter, even though they're out of the playoffs. And for those things coming out of the locker room by some of the players saying about Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson this, Tom Wilson that at the end of that game, I think that's just going to make this game even more emotional. He's a beauty. Craig Lachlan, appreciate him dropping by this morning. In the time that we have left, let's get to the out-of-town scoreboard around the Mass Mutual East Division last night. The Penguins and the Flyers last night. It was a big night for Sidney Crosby. A couple of goals. Tristan Jari picks up the win. 
Penguins win it going away in the third period over Philadelphia, 7-3 at Wells Fargo Center. With the victory, Penguins now two points clear of Washington in first place by themselves. However, the Caps have two games in hand. Penguins only two games left. Those against the Buffalo Sabres before the end of the regular season. Speaking of the Sabres, in Buffalo last night, Michael Hauser, who we told you in this space yesterday, the feel-good story after a long career in the minors, he finally got to the NHL, and he won his first NHL game over the Islanders. Last night, he did it again. Hauser and the Sabres win in a shootout over the Isles, 4-3 the final, so only one point for the Islanders last night as they too approach the end of the regular season. More spoilers last night. How about the New Jersey Devils? They get an overtime goal from Pavel Zaka. Winner for the Devs over Boston, 4-3 in OT. The Bruins get one point, but not two. Around the East tonight, no other games but the Caps and the Rangers. So the standings on this Wednesday morning look like this. Pittsburgh, first place, 73 points, two games to go. Washington is in second, 71 Four left to play. Boston holding down the third spot at 69. They also, with four left, no games at hand anymore for the Bruins and Caps, and they, of course, will meet in the final game of the regular season. That at Capital One next week. And the Islanders get a point. They're in fourth. And for the Isles, they're starting to look like that fourth-place team because they only have three games remaining and are trailing the other three teams. Caps Rangers tonight at 7. The television side for this one is national only on NBCSN. Wednesday night hockey there. And the radio side we've got you starting here on Caps Radio 24-7 with Ben Raby. Caps game day, that's at 4. Puck drop is at Madison Square Garden and that is at 7 o'clock. Have yourself a great Wednesday everybody. Caps Rangers coming up tonight. Caps needing a win to try and retie the Penguins in the East Division race. Have a great day, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.